Let me read this passage of scripture to you once again. Philippians chapter 4 beginning at verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly now that at the last your care for me has flourished again. Wherein you were also careful but you lacked opportunity. Now most of you say I want to do something for God. I'd like to do something for the Lord. What can I do to be a blessing? Well, here's a ministry in this local church that is, is multifaceted, so many ways of helping people, hands-on ministry, doing repair work. And by the way, we the handyman ministry is getting started. We had about 43 Saturday morning show up. But thank God for all the things that have been done. Here's an opportunity for you to serve. How much time are you giving to the Lord? They ask you to give one hour a month. Care, C-A-R-E. There are four teams. You'll know when your Wednesday night's going to be, and you'll give one hour on that Wednesday night. The rest of the time, you can be in here. Now, a lot of you don't come on Wednesday night, so this is a good opportunity for you to come and be a missionary and be a part of that. Make plans to do that. And notice Paul goes on further. Now, uh, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith be condemned. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye communicated with me with my affliction. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. And even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again to my necessities, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that it, that may abound to your account. But I have all things that abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things where you sent, uh, which were sent from you, an odor, a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly they of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. How many of you want a blessing? Raise your hand. You'd like to have a blessing. I'm not ashamed to say I want God to bless me. You know, and old Jabez prayed in the Old Testament, God, I pray you'd bless me and enlarge my coast. It's not wrong to want a blessing. I want, to want, I want God to bless me. I want God's blessing, everyone he's got for me. But God said to Abraham, I will make thee a blessing. And so it's good to get a blessing, but it's a wonderful thing to be a blessing. And for your involvement in missions, you become a blessing to somebody else. Notice in this passage of scripture, this is a radio message real quick. There, there are several things I'll point out to you just real quick. First of all, the call to missions. The apostle Paul was called to missions from the church at Antioch. And God said, separate to me, Saul and Barnabas, to the work where to have called them. There's a call to missions, but there's a general call. And that is in Matthew where the Lord said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, that's not the great suggestion. That's the great commandment. God commanded me and you as a church and as believers to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But then in the book of Acts, he said, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be a witness unto me in Samaria and Judea and to the uttermost parts of the world. And not only is the mandate given in Matthew, but here's the method. He said, you start right where you are and you go from Samaria, uh, Judea and 
to the uttermost parts of the world. And so we begin right here, right on Highway 50, and we minister, do mission work locally, statewide, nationwide, worldwide. And it's not an either or thing. It's an all at the same time. And so there's something for you to do. That's God's plan to do it that way. And then not only do I notice the mandate and not only do I notice the, the, the method he wants us to use, the anointing comes from the Holy Spirit of God. But in this passage of scripture, Paul talks about the means of how that happens. He mentions it also in the book of Romans. He talks about getting the gospel out. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that right? How many believe that? Raise your hand. Amen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then he goes on. Here's what he said. But how shall they call upon him whom they've not heard? Not believed. How can they, how can they call if they've never heard about him? And that's missions. It's here in Johnson County. It's in North Carolina. It's in the nations around the world. It is our responsibility to let them know Jesus loved them and to show them Jesus love that they might be born again by the grace of God. And here, my dear friend, is the means of doing that. He said it's done through God's people. We all involved in this thing. Brother Mitchell said a while ago. My missions, my heart and my part, not just that I'd I'd care, but I demonstrate that care. My part in it. My part is praying. You ought to pray for folk. You You ought to participate by giving and sharing. And then you ought to participate by being involved in doing something for the glory of God. But not only did I notice here the call to mission, but I noticed the commitment. Paul said, I know how to abound, how to be abased. I know how to suffer. And my dear friends, those who serve Christ, there's a commitment to be made. And they'll leave their home and they'll go to foreign missions or they'll leave their home and do things here. And it takes some time and effort. And you think about that. If you're involved in the care ministry, you give one hour a month. One hour a month. And just think, when you get to glory, one hour a month. And for, for the 12 months out of the year, 12 hours a year, if you give an hour. When you get to glory and you stand beside the Apostle Paul... You can say, I gave one hour a month to serve Jesus. And he said, that's great. He said, I was shipwrecked. I was stoned. I was put in prison. I suffered all those things. You'll have, boy, you can just brag about your hour of service of Jesus. I'm not making fun, but I'm just wanting you to understand that's a so little ask, isn't it, to be involved in care ministry. Just do something to touch somebody for Jesus. And everybody in here can do that. But the apostle Paul had a commitment to serve Christ. But not only do I note the commitment in this passage of scripture, quickly, here's the thrust of the message. The, the, the results, the consequences of missions. That is, you're praying for missions. You're giving to missions. And you're participating in the missions. What are the consequences? Paul lists them here in this place. Notice what he said in verse number 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. My dear friend, your participation in ministry will cause people to rejoice in the Lord by your prayer and by your giving and by your participation. Somebody that you touch through your prayers, through your giving, it will cause them to rejoice in the Lord. They'll praise God for you. But more than that, Paul said, you distributed to me in my necessities and, and, and their needs will be met. And equip them to allow them to serve Christ. When you give to missions and you give through this church in your faith promise. And if you give a dollar a week or two dollars a week or whatever you give. And everybody ought to give something to missions. You're involved in missions by giving. 
And, and what a blessing it is that you can help to meet the needs. But now, wait a minute. That's the response to the missionary. And the blessing to the missionary has their needs met. They're encouraged to serve Christ and the rejoice in the Lord. But the, the, I noticed as I went through and wrote, I found out that you get the blessing out of missions. You're the one. I'm the one who gets the blessing out of missions. Not just them, but I'll get it. In fact, I get more than anybody else. Look at verse number 14 of this passage of scripture. Notwithstanding, you've communicated, you have well done that you have communicated with, in, with my afflictions. Well done. You ever heard that phrase before? It's when the Lord speaks to his servant and said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh, listen, when you were involved in missions, you have well done. You say, I want to do something for God. Well, if you want to do something that's well done. Serve it, serve Christ, get involved in doing something for Jesus in missions. And that combination comes from the Lord. But then more than that, notice what it says in verse 18. But I have all abound, I'm full, and have received of a path the things which were sent from you, an odor, a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Isn't this interesting? Your giving not only blesses the missionary. Not only does it encourage them, not only do you get a commendation well done, but it pleases the Lord. How many of you want to please God? Raise your hand. I want to please him. He's done so much for me. And and, and when you give, Paul said what they gave was well pleasing to the Lord. It was a blessing to them, to to them, but it was a, a blessing to God. It pleased the Lord and they met the need. Notice verse number 20. Now to God and our Father be glory forever. When you give the mission, God gets glory. I mean, praise God, rejoicing in the Lord. You know, some of you in our WANA program, boys and girls, gave to Brother Tom Feliciano's two little girls, Phoebe and Blessie. And I've got pictures of when we do our presentation in a few days about the Philippines. I'll show you the picture. And they, we, we had it in cards that you gave them. And those girls, when they open that gift, boy, and the pictures will not tell the whole story of how excited those little girls were and rejoicing. And here's what daddy said. He said, girls, this is God answering your prayers. They had been praying during their, their little Christmas break. They wanted to be able to go somewhere and spend one night in a motel and have some money. And, and, and God sent that money from you, from the boys and girls here. And they praise God and they thank the Lord for hearing their prayers. You boys and girls who gave through the Iwana program, you were a blessing, but God got the glory for it. And they rejoiced in the Lord. But now notice verse number 21. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you. Oh, listen, your impact in missions, when you give to missions, there are people that you'll never see. I don't know these people's names, but Paul said they salute you. They send you greetings. And when you give to missions and you pray for missions, you're involved in missions, sometimes people you'll never even see, you bond with them and they are encouraged and you're blessed by them. And then here's here's the kicker. Here's the thing. Notice what it says in verse 23. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And when you pray for missions and you give to missions and you participate in missions, you get added to their prayer list. They start praying for you. Tom Feliciano is praying for you. 
And uh, all of our missionaries around the world, they are praying for Benson Grove Baptist Church. They are praying for you. Because when we contact them, they thank the Lord. Their needs are met. But they pray for you. They remember you in prayer. Now look at the last little truth that I'm through. Look at it, please. Back at verse number 17. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Paul said, as you give to missions, he said, there'll be fruit that abounds to your account. Now, some of you who have money and IRAs and all, you've seen your IRAs and finances shrink over the last year. But Paul said, when you give to missions and you're involved in missions, you pray for missions, your investment grows and grows and grows. And a few weeks ago when I was preaching on Sunday night, I was thinking about Brother Mitchell and the folks who went to Suriname, Brother Donnie, Russ, and all the guys who went down and built down there uh, the buildings in Suriname. And today there are missionaries being housed there and there are preachers preaching there. And God's saving souls there. And, and, the, and this morning before church, I was running the dial and looking at little segments of different shows and preaching in this, that, and the other. And I stopped and watched Billy Graham's program a little bit. Brother Graham, of course, is in heaven. But I was looking at that. And, and they were talking about how many people worldwide are still getting saved. And they, they have taped, taped his messages. And they take local people in current times and they build a, a television program around that have local people share their testimony and people tell about Christ in those cultures wherever it is in India Pakistan or wherever and then they do a canvas of the whole country just like they were doing a massive crusade and they short over television and Dr. Graham brother Billy Graham still preaches and thousands upon thousands of people are still being saved and you know what I thought about I thought about my mama my mama had everything Billy Graham ever wrote. She watched him all the time. And every month she sent a gift to the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Mama's in heaven. She went to heaven about six years ago now, maybe a little bit longer. And she's up there rejoicing and praising God and glory. But down here, she's still building up dividends. It's abounding to her account. She kept that ministry going. She invested in that. And the folk who were saved, Tom Feliciano that I was with in the Philippines, you know how he got saved? He got saved through another Filipino pastor, mission pastor, who had gotten saved through another missionary pastor, who had gotten saved through an American missionary who was sent. And now all of that, and whoever it was in the beginning that prayed for that first missionary and supported that first missionary, Boy, they're still gaining interest on their money. It abounds. It continues to grow day by day as you're involved in missions. What's it all about? Judy said it. Some of the uh, brother Clark said it when he started. It's all about him. It's all about his redeeming love. It's all about that place called Calvary. It's all about Calvary and how Jesus loves you and he died for you and he Gave his life for you. You've believed that message of Calvary. You've believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're going to heaven. And don't you think that every person in the world has the same right or privilege to hear that? I want to do everything I can. I know you do. 
to get the gospel of that place called Calvary. Will you bow your heads for just a moment of prayer? I may have took just a few minutes longer than five minutes, but I hope you get the message this morning. We want to be a mission church, mission-minded, soul-winning, doing things here in our community and across this country. The mission, the Spanish church across the road is part of the mission outreach of this church in Midway Baptist Church. And so many things. But every person in this building can be involved in the care ministry. You can be involved in a prayer ministry. You can help missionaries around the world by giving a, your mission gift every week to missions. And you can be involved in missions. There will be opportunities. If you ask God, I know he'll show you what to do. But the thing is this. Everything we do has one purpose. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know what the gospel is? Paul defines it for us in the book of Corinthians. I declare to you, first of all, the gospel. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Jesus Christ paid your sin debt already. And that he was buried. And that he arose the third day, according to the scriptures. Jesus paid your sin debt. He was buried. He rose again. And the gospel, the good news is this. That scarcely for a righteous man would one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He paid your sin debt. And now whosoever will may come. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I wonder this morning, have you ever trusted Christ as your Savior? I wonder this morning, if you died right now, do you know you go to heaven? If you can't say it, preacher, I know that for sure. I'm going to pray for you right now. And I want to invite you to come and trust Christ. There's some of you in this building. And here's what I want you to do. Paul says a church in Macedonia. He said they, they did something very unusual or something he wasn't expected to do. He said they first gave their own selves to the Lord. And my dear friend, here's what I want you to do this morning. Every Christian in this building. You may not be a member of this church. You may be a visitor or a guest. But do you understand that you and I all are to be missionaries? And I'm going to ask you this morning, if you're willing to begin today to be a missionary for Jesus, I'm going to ask you to come and get around this altar this morning and tell him that and yield to him. And then get involved in the care ministry or if you're a member of another church and whatever ministry you can do there. And then to be, become a faithful pray, prayer warrior for missions and to begin to give, to get the gospel out. Our time is short. We've got to do what we're going to do. And I encourage Christians to do that. And if you're not saved, I invite you to come trust Christ. I'm going to stand here in the front. Brother Brad's going to sing a song, a very special song that what, about what missions is all about. Do you really believe in a hill called Calvary? Do you really believe that Jesus died to save sinners? And do you really believe it will change lives? Well, let's get involved. Let's do all we can. Let's stand together. Heavenly Father, I ask now the Holy Spirit of God to move on the heart of every man, woman, boy, and girl here. God, what a blessing it would be if this whole congregation this morning would commit their life to be a missionary for Jesus. God, if every dear person in here who's lost would come this morning know how much Jesus loves them and they could have all their sins forgiven. God, I pray they know that could happen today. 
And God, I pray they'd come and respond and receive Jesus as their Savior and Lord. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.